0: Matt Will. No L's, just sevens. <laughs> this is the Blitz, licking their lips, Twitter with this, minimal risk, affinity shifts, ripping off rib, quicking a hits, first on the list is Mad Will, going crazy on the daily, dropping facts like a shower in the world of raining entertainment. Yeah, another day, another pod, all these thoughts are rough facade, so I had to ask him what he got. Said he got a lot, said he got a lot of work, got a lot of shits, and it's time for the daily Blitz. Blitz. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back. It is November 1st. Happy Monday. I hope you had a safe and healthy Halloween. Let's get down to business. Welcome back to the Daily Blitz Podcast. I'm your host for today, the co-host of the Falcon here, John Legaza, L-A-G-H-E-Z-Z-A, or type in N F L Moving Averages into the Bluebird Twitter Machine, my buddy, and the host of this Han Solo, Mr. Matt Williams, is not in with us today, but we are gonna pick up right where we left off on Friday. It was an exciting week in the NFL and if you're unfamiliar to all the new listeners welcome aboard hope you're picking up what we're putting down here's basically the rundown on Mondays we're going to look back at the week's action and just how we did take a quick look at Monday Night Football Tuesday it's injuries and waivers Wednesday is a first look at the betting board Thursday the first look at DFS and some Thursday Night Football and then Friday Matt and I do the big Friday show that game-by-game breakdown that you all love so much bringing you all the advanced stats and everything that we can muster let's dive into yesterday's action. somehow the Bengals lost to my j-e-t-s jets 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 still not putting the cart in front of the horse with the quarterback play there the nfl is weird the jets got out to a hot start the Bengals couldn't catch up and that's that i don't think either one of these teams are as bad or as good as we saw yesterday next up titans one of my money line underdog plays that was a hit in the division man when you get with the titans these games all seem to go up over 50 they beat the colts by three rams beat the texans just barely get the cover on the 15 and a half winning by 16 at the Texans a lot of garbage time stuff there Rams the complete team doing it all next up Steelers were another one of my money line underdog picks you can catch them on Twitter every single week we have yet to have a losing week so far yes yes y'all and you don't stop Steelers going to Cleveland and win 15 to 10 in a slot fest my boy Matty had the under in this one and I know he sent me emojis of cash bags 25 firmly under a really good good capping job done by him there next up was a sloppy one the Eagles versus the Lions I was not one of the people getting behind the Lions I don't believe in them I think they're terrible not just the defense but Goff is a disaster yes the Eagles kind of fall into that category as well Ah, I was having trouble getting behind the spread I did like the money line they covered that by about six and a half miles Eagles go into Detroit and win 44 to 6 though little bit further on in the week we'll talk about that game and just how crazy it was man. I got home from trick-or-treating so the Eagles had 44. Check the box score. I was extremely disappointed man. The defense went bananas. Next up 49ers went to Chicago and handled their business there. Bears did score 22 something to keep an eye on with Nagy out. Fields usage looked more fitting to his style and they got some work done but I was all over Elijah Mitchell. He was my top bargain play of the week and he went off Next up in the NFC South. The Panthers bounced back. I missed on this one one. I thought with the Falcons kind of correcting course, the Panthers heading in the other direction, that the Falcons would win. I didn't call for a blowout by any means, but I did think the Blackbirds would get it done. We had a surprise message, I guess, from Star Wideout Calvin Ridley, who said he was stepping away from football to take care of some mental issues. Listen, man, first things first, Calvin, get better. We hope to see you soon, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a shock and didn't send objective shock waves right through the industry. We all wanted to get better but we had to react I actually shifted to Kyle Pitts thinking after he had been so great and then with a giant target removed he would go to the moon I was wrong I missed on the prop play I placed early in the week before the Ridley injury at four and a half receptions I did not get it that one was a bit of a shock Ryan only threw for 146 yards and Kyle Pitts only caught two of six balls for 13 yards yuck Buffalo Bills circled the wagons 15 point favorites they win by fifth sometimes those lines are scary accurate the thing we're probably not surprised by was the 11 points hung by the Dolphins I am into Tua he did throw the ball 39 times but the completion percentage down near 54% for only 205 yards we know they struggle on the ground in general and the Bills run D is good that one not much of a surprise speaking of surprises this was a favorite miss of mine the Chargers in LA lost to the Patriots maybe it's time that I correct course and start putting some respect on the Patriots now if follow my work yet? No, I like Mac Jones he's poised I think he's the best rookie quarterback in the class that wasn't so much of the story he was only 18 for 35 217 yards really far from great the big surprise for me especially considering some of the leaky holes in the Patriots secondary was the play of Justin Herbert who went 18 for 35 223 yards he did throw two scores but he did throw two picks man Mike Williams my dude who I was touting all week probably my biggest L on the week only caught two of five passes for nine 19 yards Keenan Allen broke out of his shell a bit 6 of 11 for 77 and a score like I said it's time to start looking the Patriots they are a balanced team I don't think they're trash I was just really into the Chargers I thought coming off the bye they'd come out strong they didn't look good 24 points a little bit lower than we thought let's keep those misses of mine rolling if you know you follow my work I'm all about transparency I don't hide a single thing and even with that being said I tend to churn out profits year over year but week to week you never know what's going to happen Jacksonville went to Seattle and whenever you bet on an underdog and they get smoked the way the Jacksonville Jaguars did in Seattle 31 to 7 it's easy to look back and say wow why did I do that the Seahawks are garbage and so is Geno Smith but Jacksonville we have just not seen the bottom yet whenever we think we have it keeps getting worse Trevor Lawrence sub 60% completion percentage thought they'd be a little better than that he did go to Dan Arnold that was a really good value play 8 of 10 for 68 yards but after that total disappointments a single wide receiver not topping 40 yards for the Jacksonville Jaguars yuck I don't think the Seahawks are a 31 point team I just think the Jacksonville Jaguars stink I won't be betting on either of these teams any time in the future that was the third of my money long dog play so I'm 2-1 at this point we got to even drop to 2-2 two two when the Broncos beat the Washington football team 17-10 to 10. I thought Washington would just get enough done to do it this game was tied at 10 going into the fourth so I had a shot and you say hey you You're 2-2, I thought you said you didn't have a losing week, when you bet underdogs at plus money prices, you can go 500 and still turn a profit, that's some professional advice here from the big dude to you, the Broncos are kind of boring, but the defense did show up, the Washington offense the big disappointment here though, Heineke did throw for 272, they could not get anything going on the ground now Antonio Gibson, logging full practices, had less carries than Jay Patterson, that Washington backfield is a nightmare Wow, seems like all my losses were stacked in the afternoon. I had a couple of bucks on the Buccaneers. I thought four points against the Saints was a little too close. Then if you would have told me the Saints would lose Winston and have to go to Simeon, I probably would have doubled down and I would have been wrong again. Buccaneers lose by nine on the road to New Orleans. The big shock here, maybe more so than the Bucks only dropping 27, was the Saints scoring 36 they didn't do it through the air, Simeon went for 160, Winston for 56 the ground game was a little bit iffy the big shock, here were the turnovers, Brady threw for 4 scores but 2 picks and a fumble just atrocious, really hard to knock the GOAT TB12, but he's at the root here, he'll be fine going forward, I'll be looking forward to betting against the Saints last up was the night game, another shocker with a backup quarterback, as the Cowboys head into Minnesota when word got out that Dak wasn't playing, the betters attacked everybody their mom and brother was betting on the Vikings not just to win but to cover and fast forward to the end you get a womp womp cousins was really bad 23 of 35 sub 200 yards for only one score Cowboys secondary stepped up Rush playing quarterback for the Cowboys through for three 25 and two I saw him go for a monster to Wilson who had three for 84 and a score both Cooper and Lamb had at least six grabs had at least 112 yards Cooper adding a touchdown man are they going to be calling for Dak to keep sitting for a rush probably not but I think it does speak to the quality of the Cowboys offense as we hit the back end of the season last thing on the Vikings they're just a really tough squad to back even with Dalvin Cook coming back he got 18 attempts but when you ride with the purple and yellow you're always going to be tied to the potential inconsistencies in Kirk Cousins game so there you go about a 10 minute rundown of yesterday's action if you were out Trick or treating, or just happen to miss the games in general. Last thing, real quick, before we dive into the Monday night breakdown, did want to highlight some of the DFS hits that Maddie had. He was all over Darrell Henderson, and he was also all over Michael Pittman. Unfortunately, as much as I agreed about Pittman with my boy Maddie, I ended up shifting away from him late between the Ridley News pushing Pitts to the front, and then with Jamal Williams being out for the Lions, I could not avoid DeAndre Swift. I was afraid he was going to go to the moon. Neither of those things happened. I did not do very well in DFS. I think one of my four lineups cashed, which does help. I probably took about a 50% loss, which in DFS, really not too bad. Let's dive on into the Monday night game. It's the blue and white G-Men, New York Giants heading to Kansas City. Face those very disappointing three and four Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Let's take a look. The Giants do not score on offense. It's been a rough go, but they do look a little bit different with Daniel Jones at the helm. So I think you got to be careful with the season stats but the lingering problem here is going to be the lack of a conventional run game without Saquon Barkley it's been a disaster even with him these season stats are brutal Giants with a minus 27% Russ DVOA on offense 3.44 adjusted line yards 24 attempts for 92 yards a game 3.38 running back yards per attempt when you put them all together you have one of the worst rushing games in the league the Chiefs rough defense is not any good so it's going to be interesting to see if the Giants try and get it done between the tackles, Chiefs D, 4.66 adjusted line yards allowed, one of the worst in the league, for 129 rush yards a game, 4.4 running back yards per attempt, more than one and a half rush TDs per game allowed by the Chiefs, you know the Giants are going to want to keep the Chiefs off the field, so I expect a heavy dose between the tackles from the G-men, flip side to the Kansas City Chiefs on offense do not throw the baby out with the bathwater yes, Mahomes has been a bit risky for my liking and the turnovers have been ugly, also looking at Tyreek Hill He's had at least two bounce off his hands inside the 10. If we're looking at inputs opposed to outputs, give me the Chiefs inside the 10 to finish the job opposed to the turnover. Chiefs, 27 points a game, 68 plays and 420 yards per game. One of the few teams with more than six yards per play. All those in the top third of the league. They have some giddy up to the offense, 27 seconds per play, but league leading 47 yards per drive, league leading three minutes and 21 seconds per drive, and a league leading 84% drive success rate they're gonna put the pedal to the metal they've struggled as well with the conventional run game when they're behind they tend to abandon it outright I think from the beginning you'll see a little dose of Darrell Williams the Giants rush D has been poor minus seven percent rush DVOA, nearly five adjusted line yards allowed a buck 26 average per game four and a half running back yards per carry expect a dose of Williams you know you're gonna get a piece of the Chiefs pass game one of the best to do it plus the line is protected Patty Mahomes 5.3 adjusted sack rate 41.9 pass attempts 28 completions for 301 yards per game I think those all might be tops in the league if not top 2 or top 3 there's nothing wrong with the Chiefs offense they've just had some poorly timed turnovers the Giants have stepped up in a few key spots so you don't want to just sell them out completely they did get beat up by the Cowboys and the Rams before wiping the floor with the Panthers I do tend to like the spread on this one I think the Chiefs are going to bounce back they're favored by 10 and a half that is a bit heavy but I do think they get it done the reason why is that Giants defense particularly on the run side we know the Chiefs are going to get it through the air but when they are effective on the ground kind of completing the circle on offense I think that is when they're at their most effective when they ran against Philly they crushed they couldn't run against Buffalo and they lost they ran a little bit against Washington and won couldn't run against Tennessee and lost you kind of see the pattern developing when the Chiefs make you worry about the man in the backfield just that touch of attention taken off the pass game should be enough give me the Chiefs to get it done today give me the spread as well though in all all frankness again there's that transparency i have the chiefs in a couple survivor pools that lost a ton of entrance with the bangle loss i'm going to be laying some pretty heavy wood on the giants believe it or not at this point of the season and maybe more particular of the week prop bets are going to be extremely sharp but let's take a quick look one jumping off the page for me at dk is the daniel jones rush pop at 21 and a half 22 yards is something daniel jones can get on any single attempt plus if we expect The Giants to be down big and down late. We might see some prevent, kind of cover three drop back defenses developing where spots open in the middle of the field could open that up for Daniel Jones. So I think the Daniel Jones rush prop is firmly in play. Let's get over to the receiving prop. They're a little too sharp for me. Travis Kelsey is back. He's at 80 yards. So if you're a Kelsey guy, I think you got to keep that one on the front of your mind. I mean, Travis Kelsey for 80 yards kind of seemed like a lock. He did it. Let's see in week two, in week three, and week six. The other ones he really just fell short. We had a 76, a 57, and a 65. So obviously, Travis Kelsey's always going to be a pop for 80 yards. Giants defense has been middle of the road against tight ends, surrendering 13 and a half fantasy points, seven targets, and 55 yards per game. Of course, tough to use the average when you're talking about a player like Kelsey who is just incredible. And you got to think that the Chiefs kind of come out mad. Wanted to pop over to the reception props really quick again. Really nothing I love. Kelsey at six and a half, but it's juiced up a little heavy for me. Tariq Hill at six and a half. I don't really like to look for him for volume. I'd rather go to Hill for yardage. We know he can break the long one. And also when you need seven catches, it's just so many that sometimes you could see that one telegraphed by the third quarter. If you're not already near there and your team is up, you're probably not going to hit it. So I don't really like to force these plays. I might just stay away from it. Last one that I may have my eye on is Darrell Williams that I mentioned. 78 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards if they go back to the usage that I think you will again I think the Chiefs have identified needing a run game to get it done so if Williams gets the 24 touches that we saw against Washington he put up 89 total yards in that one which would clear this bar by 11 Giants rush D like we mentioned that defense up the middle not very good so there we go people you got your little review we got a little look at tonight's game plus a potential play and a prop play to hit so from the bottom of my big warm and fuzzy heart thank you so much for sticking around and picking up where we're putting down from myself John Legaza at MLB moving AVG or type NFL moving averages into the bluebird machine and my dear friend and your host Mr. Matt Williams at M-A-T-T-W-I-7-7-I-A-M-S please rate review subscribe it really means a ton get up in the comments on Twitter let us know what we're doing right what we're doing wrong or if you have any questions you can get at me any time of day any day of the week make sure to tune in tomorrow i'm gonna have your injury report full breakdown and those critical waiver wire ads everybody enjoy the game enjoy the day and when we're done with the book enjoy that pay peace